I'm Alex. I'm Val. And we are here for the season finale of 6A. Holy moly. Kaisha. 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 It's, uh, it's a great episode. They have the kind of their like all-stars working on it. Uh, Terrence Winter, David Chase, Matthew Weiner, directed by Alan Taylor. Um, and it's an interesting end to a season. I feel like a lot happens... There's a lot that just kind of occurs There's to There's a lot that happens in this episode. A lot of time passes in the episode. I'm going to venture to say maybe the most time we ever have passed in a Sopranos episode. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of like the second longest like time frame. And I'm not talking about like between season time jumps, but like within one episode. Um, right. Like how, how far we get. Kind of. I think this was like one of the longest. Well, I can't think of another episode that structures itself around two distinct holidays. holidays. I know. So, and this one we're starting at Thanksgiving and we're even ending Even before up. Thanksgiving. Yeah, even before Thanksgiving and ending up um, with a lot of activity happening mm-hmm. around Christmas. and Which aren't that far apart in America. Right. Yes, confusing for us as Canadians. Yeah. That's very long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like a month apart. I wonder what the uh, Sopranos do for Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus Day. Yeah. We, we know what a, they do. Oh, yeah, that's true. They got yeah. into it. Yeah. You know, drink some Molson Canadian and yeah. some pancakes, maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those I mean, are not things get, that you do on Canadian in, Thanksgiving, into, by the way. Get into fights with Native Americans over Columbus. Right. Over Christopher Columbus. Exactly. Yeah. For me, I feel like the holidays are kind of a central point of this episode, though, because I think it kind of brings up the question of what are people giving to others at these moments of of giving or charity mm-hmm. or um, doing things for your loved ones? Mm. So what is being given? And I think that comes up in, mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah. But a lot of the time people well, let's, are... Let's talk about that. You want to like yeah. think about what we want to talk about this episode a little yeah. bit and then we or this podcast? Yeah. Because there's, <laughs> <Like, a lot. laughs> okay, well, there's a lot, but yeah. I like, and I, I, I can't talk forever. So like, yeah. what do we want to focus on for this episode? I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Like, well, giving and what that looks like for people. <laughs> like you said. Yeah. No, no. So, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of like one of the themes that kind of extends throughout the episode and is kind of raised in this episode that applies to maybe even the series on the whole. Mm-hmm. And I think that the benefit of these late episodes that we're now in, they kind of like ruminate on these characters and who they've become over the course of six entire seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of left with a question of what do people have and in terms of their relationships and who are people. And I think that we know enough about people now to know that most of the time when people are giving something they're getting something in return. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about other characters. And the other thing that happens in this episode is that everybody kind of seems to be wanting more, to not have what they want, to be maybe getting these things, but a lot of it is kind of contrived and manipulative. Like, for instance, yeah. like, like Tony's Christmas present to Carmela of this spec house yeah. is clearly in his own self-interest. Yeah. And yeah, but we see it in smaller ways, too. Like, I think even, like, between the relationship between AJ and... Uh, Blanca mm-hmm. like they're both getting something out of that relationship and I, I feel like maybe it's controversial I feel like she's being a bit manipulative to like Probably. she's seen AJ's tax returns or whatever the, you know right. knows who Tony Soprano is so she made a choice to go mm-hmm. after AJ but, he, well, but he's also, also but, all, yeah. but then in the end like and then also they might actually have this kind of okay relationship but it's right. based on this exchange it's based on like you give me this like you're like well a guy who will go downstairs and give your bike away to right. get, you know, thugs on the street. Do you think street. she knows that? That he just gave the bike away? I don't... Who knows? Probably not. Fisher. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just got from his but parents But it's, it's this exchange of services, right? I mean, that's um, a pessimistic view, but probably. I, I know. I am pessimistic. Probably. Though, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, again, like, like, I think their relationship actually seems to really work mm-hmm. in the end. So far. I mean, we've had about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're correct. Seems to be great, though. But yes, this whole concept of like what you give and what you get in return is huge. Right, totally. And it really made me think about it, too, in the last scene. Because we're left with a season finale, and the last scenes are often pretty relevant to interpreting the seasons on the whole, or maybe interpreting some of the major themes of the show in general. So we have everybody together. They're all at the Sopranos. There's something missing. 
Exactly. Meadow's not there. So, and that's focused on, mm -hmm. and we actually never see her in this episode, and we're mm -hmm. progressively seeing her less and less. And so I feel that her presence is diminishing, much like it did after the end of season yes, three. When like, she ran away. Yep. She's not a much a part of this world. She's not as much a part of this world, and so we're not seeing her as much. She's kind but, of escaped that But the that characters orbit. also aren't seeing which, her as much. Yeah, which we've talked about before is actually probably a good thing. She's actually managed to kind of escape from this yeah. environment. And yet, this But Christmas... they can also, like, they also, for Meadow does have good characteristics. The people around Meadow also do benefit from her input in some ways, mm -hmm. too. You know, so totally. again, like, so like, yeah, her being away is a good thing. But it's actually not that good of a thing for the characters who are left behind. But do you think it actually has any... Well, it does have an impact, but do you think it actually can, like, save any of these characters at this point? Do you think it can really have any <sighs> I complete mean, like, not save, on... but, like, but it is, like, for me, it's, like, that's kind of what we're supposed to think about Tony, right? Like, is there a possibility that he, like, loves his kids enough and loves... I don't know, like is a thoughtful enough person that Meadow or whoever could actually make him a better person could actually like save mm. him. Again, it's like one of the, like, you know, it's one of the big, like, again, who can Tony Soprano change? It's one of those questions mm -hmm. too. And they kind of want you to play with that. I think like, well, would this be enough for Tony to not do the shitty things he does? Right. right. Is the coma enough for him to change his ways and mm -hmm. be better is yeah. Like is right. saving this relationship, gonna push him to be a better person right and so we like keep coming to that line to see like oh maybe this is where he'll right turn around right. or whatever like mm -hmm. maybe he'll become a patio furniture salesman and you know right but that's not just not an option i mean that's clearly not an option for tony right and i think we see that here with um well with the whole phil leotardo thing we could talk mm -hmm. about that later yeah yeah yeah, the thing that I'm left with with that with that last scene is we've actually kind of examined in this show the importance of those moments with family. The mm -hmm. end of season one is the Soprano family all together at mm -hmm. Vesuvio's finding this space. And there's season something season three also at Vesuvio's with right. Junior singing. Yeah, and there's something that one maybe it's different in terms of my interpretation of mm -hmm. it but i think that those moments because it's explicitly talked about in the show and, and it will be talked about in the series finale mm -hmm. um those moments of importance of like that's what you have yes and like that lesson that tony passes on like those are the good moments yes. those are what matters there's something about this last scene being one of those albeit a little bit off because meadow's not there the thing that happens but meadow's for me, also not there she she runs out in season in three. three and is she there at the end of 6B? I'm not sure. Seems it. <laughs> well, we'll get um, but do you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I think it, it's meaningful. Right. And we're not going to talk about the end of 6B, yeah. but it's meaningful that she's also not there in this What, in what this I scene get, though, too. from this episode in particular is that this whole episode is dealing with the issues that these characters have, like, mostly with other characters in that room. Mm -hmm. How they don't have what they want, how they're in these complicated mm -hmm. situations how there's resentment towards other people there, yeah. how they have incomplete lives. And yet there's this moment that we're left with that for me is kind of stripped of its intimacy and its kind of closeness as yeah. a result of that. So well, it's fake. It's like, it's fake. It's very fake. And, yeah. And for me, perhaps that is a good moment, but it's not that meaningful. On camera, it looks like it's a good moment, right? It is like, it's also the writers in this scene too. Like they do make us like, seems like oh wow like tony and meadow's relationship seems really great like they have this kind of meaningful conversation and like oh you know carmela right. like is grateful for her beautiful home or whatever mm -hmm. they kind of like lead you to i don't know be like oh wow everything seems great but then you have these little moments where right. like carmela and tony you know say that stuff about blanca as soon as they walk Puerto out Rican. yeah like and then you're like oh right oh, oh right <laughs> things are not like these are not happy good people none of these people are happy right. good people right um well carmel was definitely stuck in this episode looking for more and there is this focus near the beginning of the episode where she's talking to tony and tony says like aren't you happy like don't you have what yeah. you want you've raised yeah. two beautiful children yeah this you have a beautiful, beautiful home, home. a and husband clearly, who loves you she's just come out of cold stone contemplating a lot of these existential questions mm -hmm. and 
is at a point in her life where she isn't sure what the purpose is. She isn't sure if she has what she wants. And in this episode, even though we don't focus on it that much, she clearly must be dealing with those questions. Yeah. And being it's, a, it's, being a uh, homemaker yeah, and being a parent your head probably is isn't enough for her at that moment. And yet in the end, that's it's never really dealt with. And that's kind of all we have. And we have this kind of family moment, but it's a little empty. Yeah. And she's totally forgotten about trying to find Adriana. Right. Because of because the spec house, which was a manipulation, what, you know, which was so. this great Christmas present that she got from Tony. But it yet. also shows kind of like her, how easily swayed she is. Right. Right. Like all of a sudden she's, you know, manipulated out. Like she's able to be manipulated out of someone who she ostensibly loves and cares about disappeared. Right. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to like knock that out of someone. But mm-hmm. Tony knows he can. And, and Carmela falls for it. Right. Okay. That leads me to another interesting idea about Tony, and that is his ability to manipulate. And when he goes to see Phil, mm. I was really asking myself the question on this viewing, is he strictly manipulating Phil through mm-hmm. his knowledge of what it's like to be in that position? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I, I think, I think that's yeah, a I think very yes. valid reading. Of that. Yeah, but I also think it's an amazing scene because it makes you see that maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah, because for me, at the end of the season, we have the conclusion of this season where Tony went to this other place, contemplated death, yeah, contemplated how every life, every day is a gift in life, and starts off really wanting to change everything. And in the end, I don't know if this is my reading, but I, I think this is kind of how I, I believe he's responding, because there's so much evidence in the past from his therapy sessions, basically weaponizing the psychological advice sure. that he gets against other people, just learning how people work, learning from his own mistakes, learning from his own experiences, how to take that out on other people mm-hmm. when he recognizes those kind of moments mm-hmm. and those opportunities. But Well, he's, he starts to spew kind of everything that I think like Melfi wishes that he would say. And she, and a lot of it does come from what she said to him, right? Right. Like the way in which he manipulates Phil is definitely like, he knows how to put that on. He knows how to like. Totally. And I, I, you know, could we be optimistic and be like, maybe that is like a lesson that Tony's learned and maybe he is using it for manipulation, but like maybe that is actually a lesson that he's learned. But then you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't Maybe, think he, I don't like I, I, don't I think, think his I think he's capable. No, that's the thing. And you I know? think he's capable of such a large manipulation like that to make someone believe that. And we're in an episode right now where he's actually kind of backtracked on Juliana where he's so upset and you know, he's basically like taking credit for not acting on something which Oh yeah. is well, how yeah. like how do you? Well, maybe we'll have to talk about yeah, and we'll and we'll get there. But yeah. I mean, from yeah, it's yeah. I I don't have faith that Tony has changed, and I no. think that that's an investigation of this season is where he has to date his greatest opportunity to change, and I feel like he hasn't. And there's even other manipulations in that moment where Phil is crying, like has tears, mm-hmm. and there's also the fact that Phil commented on Johnny Sack about crying yes. at his daughter's wedding and how he was disgusted by yes. it. So for me, there's even an element of Tony kind of knowing Phil's reaction to that mm-hmm. and kind of weaponizing that. Mm-hmm. So kind of finding these these kind of like psychological kind of like markers of a, of a person and yeah. then kind of turning and it on. Yeah, and using them, them. Yeah. yes. Oh, absolutely. That's the thing why it's like... I don't know. Maybe on other viewings, I've left feeling like less pessimistic about it. But right. I think like for me, that's why on this viewing, I think I'm, that's I'm pretty, his growth. I'm pretty... For me, like I think mm. that if you look at yeah. Tony's growth, like we're waiting for him to grow as a character and maybe change his life. And yet it's for me, what happens at the end of this season is maybe that he just kind of doubles down. He's even more committed to his lifestyle and he's just better at recognizing the weaknesses and others around him and yeah. taking advantage of them. But I think like, so I think that's where kind of like the Juliana emphasis of this episode comes into though, because Mm. that's something he can't get. And I think that's also Mm -hmm. part of this like kind of escalation of Tony too in this episode, like kind of coming, kind of like coming to this understanding or like kind of you said like accepting, like just kind of like accepting more that he's living the life he's gonna lead. Um, cause I think like that's, yeah, I think that's a huge turning point for Tony in this episode too. Juliana recognizing mm-hmm. when Christopher tells mm-hmm. him, interesting, you think mm-hmm. that's a turning point from him? I do. Okay. I do. And I think like we've seen, so 
you know, we've seen on a number of occasions, I wish I, I think I was saying this to you during the episode, like, I wish I had gone and looked and actually found the episodes in which this happens, because I think that mm-hmm. would make my argument a little bit stronger, but we don't do that for this podcast, <laughs> so you'll just have to kind of bear with me. Um, I can remember at least two other times where Christopher, um, like, Tony is threatening Christopher's life, right? Mm-hmm. Or Tony is deciding mm-hmm. between, like, you know, what to do with Christopher, right? Like, what are we going to do with him, right? right? Um, and so I think, like, this, like, we see this happening here in this episode. And it was it kind of hit me, like, they, so when he was outside of the NA meeting or AA meeting mm-hmm. with the guy who's also in the mob and in, right. what's his name? Oh, Guy, yeah. You know who I yeah. mean. Okay, sorry. This is, like, again, we just watched it. <laughs> Our minds are full. We're focused too much on symbolism. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, we are. Um, and they talk... He's telling him about his relationship with Juliana, right? And he's talking about, um, like, what that would do to his relationship with Tony. And then they switch to talking about the fact that she's an addict, right? Like, that she's also in recovery. And it was making me think about how, like, Tony really is, like, as poisonous for Christopher as those drugs are and Mm. both of those things like Christopher Mm. using again but also Christopher like being in a relationship with this person who Tony kind of like covets or like has ascribed some kind of power to in some way Um, those things are both like instances that would put his life at risk with Tony interesting again absolutely right and so um, and also like not to mention his own life at risk by just you know using yeah, drugs. Totally. Um, so I think like for me that really does something drastic in cause Tony's always been this like family guy, right? And because we have this emphasis on family bonds, right? Mm-hmm. This like closeness of family or whatever. Um, and then we see that it's kind of this facade or mm-hmm. I don't know, veneer of some sort. Uh, for me that's really meaningful in terms of like the turn between Tony and Christopher's relationship too because that's the one thing that's kind of kept Tony from doing really bad things in yeah, the past is totally. like some kind of family bond we see that's been broken down kind of with Vito being killed mm-hmm. but, you know in the last episode interesting um, that it's no longer and even Chris says it in this episode like he's talking about nobody living by the code anymore right, right? and interestingly too like at the end of a season going into 6B Meadow is left mm-hmm. Carmela has been kind of placated mm-hmm. Christopher is now like hobbled by heroin mm-hmm. so who really challenges Tony anymore yeah. all the people who are maybe there who have challenged him in the past are not yeah so that kind of sets up a dynamic going into the last season. Yeah. I think there's also just this fascinating power dynamic surrounding Christopher, Tony, and Juliana. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on there. I mean, Christopher she, and Juliana. She is an amazingly written character. She's great. And she's yeah. an amazing actor, obviously. And she's clearly invested in this power dynamic struggle loves between it. them. She loves she's it. She's also a sex addict. Like, she's yeah. also a kind of like a thrill addict, right? right. And... We've seen that before with like Gloria, right? right? Like the women that Tony, even though she on the surface she's very different from mm-hmm. other women that Tony has been with, right? Like she's maybe smarter. She right. has a real job, right? She is very removed from. Well, maybe not so far removed actually. She's dealing some pretty shady real estate, but <laughs> um, but you know, like she's removed from this world with Tony. But I guess actually, I guess not. You know, I take that back. Like, she hasn't been here that long when she's talking to her sponsor. Her sponsor is like, I've been in Jersey. I know yeah, these people. Yeah. So, you know, maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't know. I but don't know. But she's clearly been around the block. But yeah, but stuff, she's, so. you know, and then we kind of see how actually she is part of that world. Like, again, like when we find out that she's an addict and we find mm-hmm. out that she's like playing, you know, like um, getting her kicks out of kind of like manipulating two people against each other. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of instances of her caring, like even the sexual dynamics between her and Christopher in mm-hmm. those early scenes, like who's in charge, mm-hmm. is very relevant. Mm-hmm. It's very important. And Juliana is invested in the relationship between Christopher and Tony, whether or not it's a secret. Yeah. And the fascinating thing is that as the episode progresses, that starts to matter less and less like later on in a later scene their relationship has been stripped of that sexual aspect we have Juliana kind of falling off the couch throwing up there's we think she's like gonna give him a blowjob but really she's just like sleeping on his lap 
Right, and then she just kind of leaves. Yeah. When Christopher is actually working out whether he should be telling Tony, Juliana just kind of leaves and throws up. So the power dynamic changes again because now there's also this element of drugs, of yeah. heroin, yeah. and how that actually has power over both of them, yep. and how that actually changes the dynamic between them and Tony as well because that's going to lead to Tony finding out about things because they're out of control. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I also like how they have it with that relationship that they have her kind of like actually being thoughtful and helpful in some ways about his film, like engaging Christopher mm. on some of these things that he is passionate about. Mm -hmm. And like, like we, you know, uh, she, she's just like such an interesting character. Mm -hmm. I just like really like thinking about her as a character, but I think like she really does care about Christopher. Um, I think there's also part of it that she's using to get close to Tony and to like have this kind of like thrill based maybe existence. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, maybe, but again, I'm a pessimist, so I can also see a way where she really doesn't care about. I think there's definitely an opportunity for a good relationship for both of them yes, there, and that's yes. what's kind of established, and yes. then it goes wrong. Yes, that's that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like yeah. there's there's a potential for them to be strengthening for each other, and yeah. that. That way that Christopher talks about it with his sponsor about how it can go either way. And there's two philosophies of either it enables or two are better than one. There is, it's almost like there's potential for both of those to be true. Wait, is that guy his sponsor? Yeah, I think so. But he's also in the mob? Like they're <laughs> in the mob he's just like kind of like loosely connected. Yeah, he's just like kind of like in the okay. world. Yeah, that's All my right. understanding. All right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he'll like come by Bada Bing and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, like a kind of fringe character okay yeah i never really understood or looked into him before anyway that's my sorry. understanding tell us I, if yeah. you think i'm wrong also but. we can't even fucking think of his name so it's, it's fine it doesn't matter <laughs> it does <laughs> we're matter overhead. It does. we used to be so invested in all these details and now i just care about like no but i want you guys to snow know I and want... <laughs> moving tree branches that is all you care about really yeah. at its core yeah stuff like that <laughs> that's what i'm into colors oh yeah colors juliana a lot of red <laughs> she wears this very red dress when she's with Tony. When Chris oh. is at her house, she has a painting on the wall, just red. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's interesting. And there's like kind of, for me, like this like passion element, like mm. just like this mm. this fieriness yeah. that can't be kind of tamed. But that was interesting, actually, how that shows oh, up that's interesting. pretty prominently there you in go. the beginning. See? Colors. Colors. Thanks for, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have forgot. You're I probably welcome. wouldn't have said that. You're welcome. Um, I knew you'd have something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like it's just, anyways... I don't know where we're going with this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I'm just finding like these last two episodes. I don't know if I really, again, I think I said this even last episode. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really appreciated that this is the way this season ends right. with these two episodes. And it's really, really interesting because I think like to like to take an episode like, OK, we met Juliana at the beginning of the season, right, with the Jamba Juice. Well, not even at the beginning, like in the middle of the season, really. Yeah. Uh, with the Jamba Juice purchase. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is where we end. There's a ton of time that passes. Mm -hmm. um, but her screen time is like very minimal yeah. until this episode where right. she's in, yeah. you know, a great proportion of mm -hmm. the of the scenes um yeah it's also i mean like you know we're talking a lot about tony's character and kind of like what this means for him like we also do see um some similar i don't know how to say it like outcome predictions for christopher mm. uh, we see him you know we've seen him kind of go back and forth between you know using and being clean and right um you know, really focusing on his writing and his and his film to like you know doing a lot of the murders. Um, we see him like vacillate back and forth a lot, and there's something about this episode like with him cheating on or like yeah. on Kelly, who's apparently pregnant, but like they did pregnant. not try to make her look pregnant really at all, didn't try. especially with the amount of time that passes and the amount of time that's passed since she told him that she was pregnant. It's very confusing. She didn't look pregnant at all. Right. I, I don't know. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> um, you know, especially in contrast with this episode and a little bit last episode of us, like, talking about Adriana and hearing about Adriana. And even, like, Kelly brings it up. Like, I'm not Adriana. Yeah. 
everything's going to be fine yeah. kind of thing. Um, I love how, too, like, she's another example of a character who, as they're not as front and center on the minds of the characters that we're most invested yeah. in, they kind of disappear our from frame, the show. Our, our it's like meta. Yeah. Yep. We just don't really spend any time with these characters. In fact, I think the only time we see Kelly really or is uh, basically when she calls and she just wants to talk and Christopher just can't really deal yes. with it. Yes. And there's kind of this awkward moment. No, I know. But it's also like, um, I don't know, for Christopher, the, just like this, like we had in this season, again, I forget what episode, we had that flashback to when he tells Tony about Adriana, mm-hmm. right? And so we really know what a profound impact that that has had on him. Yeah. And so again, like when we look at like Christopher making choices and thinking about how it's going to impact his relationship with Tony, he knows that. Right. Like he's making that choice pretty actively yeah. at this point, right? Like because it's on kind of these two fronts: it's on the Juliana front and the drunk front, dynamic. right? And so it's yeah. kind of like he's, he's like, you know what? Like this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna have sex yeah. with this woman who I know my boss yeah. has a relationship with. Like, I don't know. He like, he's really, you know, like Tony really fucked him. Yeah. No, ab- you absolutely. Um, anyways. Well, I mean, I think and he talks about this oath and he talks about, yeah. Like, yeah, he talks yeah. about how he has a hard time dealing with the concept of a higher power mm-hmm. because nobody lives it no more. Mm-hmm. This oath that he's subscribed That was his to, higher power. That but, was his higher power yeah. and nobody lives it. Which actually ties directly into the second episode of the whole series where that's basically being talked about actively in the uh, in the opening of the episode where they're talking about like this oath like nobody takes it seriously yes. anymore. Yes. It's going back to like sure. ideas presented in the very beginning of the show. Sure. Um but yeah, like that power dynamic, I think is really relevant. Like it's a way for him to kind of get back at Tony and have some power over him. Mm-hmm. Like he's in a different position too, where he's not completely subservient to Tony. Like now no. we have, he's not a driver anymore. No. We were talking about that in the last episode. Like Tony's with Perry now. Like, yeah. Christopher is in a strong position of power. He has confronted Tony. He has questioned him. And it's interesting actually for me, like how he plays it off to Tony when he is confronted. There's something that actually reminds me of the way Tony deals with these difficult situations where he kind of diverts attention Mm -hmm. away from something that would incriminate him. Yes. Like when Tony sees him with Juliana, um, Tony says, that's an amazing scene, but he says that That she's a friend of Kaisha, which is fascinating. And that's also the name of the episode, which is this non-existent character. Yeah. So the name of the episode of the final episode of 6A is a non-existent character. And it's kind of this scapegoat. Yeah. It's kind of, and it's fascinating because it shows Christopher's ability, even while high, to kind of plug into Tony's weaknesses. Like we were talking about Tony's ability to weaponize these opportunities, these openings, and mm-hmm. the psychology mm-hmm. of others. So he's actually playing into Tony's stereotypes. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get her a Luther Vandross box set for yeah. Kaisha. Like we know about Tony's um, preconceptions and racial stereotypes ideas, and, yeah. and racial ideas, and Chris weaponizes that against him. It's fascinating, too. Like, Tony does the same thing, even in this episode. Like, when he's talking to Carmela about Adriana, mm-hmm. you can see kind of the gears moving in his head when Carmela comes and asks about a private investigator. And he says, did you ever think it's an invasion of privacy? Yeah. Like, it's just this way of diverting. And that also goes back to the beginning of the show. It's just the way that yep. Tony has always kind of op- operated in the world. Yeah. But now we see Christopher kind of doing it as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't... I think it's part of the reason probably why he would make that conscious decision to be with Juliana because it obviously is dangerous for himself. Yes. Um, well, and it's, but it's interesting also how he conceptualizes this whole thing, right? So like when he's in his session with Malfi, he says like, you know, that this is some kind of reward, right? Like, so like all this shit that's going wrong for him, yeah. like he's like, is this the reward I get for not betraying his wife like for not fucking Juliana mm-hmm. that time like he sees that like he sees what he did in that scenario as this like right thing that's worthy of good things Praise. happening like yeah. you know what I mean medal. like like yeah like, give you like here's a medal for not having sex with the real estate agent like <laughs> congratulations <laughs> you know it I, I know that's hard for you but you know congrats here's a medal mm-hmm. um but 
I don't know. So for him, it like for him, it was nothing that he did, right? For him, it's like it because that's impossible, right? That right. this could be the this could be what happens because of that. So it has to be because of all other people's shit. Right. He could never take ownership about how he like made her feel, or again, like mm-hmm. whatever, right? right. Like, um, or his, you know, like you know, how he's implicated with the stuff going on in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And people, you know, like Johnny Sack getting arrested and whatever, right? right? Uh, he never has to take ownership for, for that. So. Totally. What about uh, Melfi's idea that, or this the conversation that they have about how he's constantly drawn to women who are yeah. this dark complexion, smell of money. Yeah. What do you think the reason for that is? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny how, like, I like how Tony says, like, well, maybe that's why I still come here. Mm. Like... Maybe. Is it, like, is it that Tony, wa- like, why does Tony go to therapy? Right. Like, it's always been kind of, like, one of those questions, like, like, why, like, that's a pretty out choice for someone right. like that, right? We see that because of how it's treated in that, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, why does Tony do it? Why doesn't he just let himself be his fucking bad self? Right. You know? Right. Embrace it, Tony. Right. Why are you going to therapy? Mm, and so I think interesting that interesting idea. Let's um, examine that in six B. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's a really I think that's and I don't think yeah. we've actually talked about that that much, but I think no. that's a really central no. part of this show. And he says that without hesitation, basically. Yeah. Like so I was like I was like, that actually like whether he meant it or not, mm-hmm. um, that actually I think is a lot of insight into yeah. Tony and his motivations and kind of like how manipulate like that he could like sit through therapy as a patient in order to like manipulate someone into like paying attention to him and spending right. time on him. Right. I right. guess he's also paying her, but mm-hmm. like there is this, like he gets something out of her paying attention to him yeah. and like caring about him and listening to his fucking crazy manipulations. Yeah. And we've seen Melfi progressively get more and more weary mm-hmm. of this whole process mm-hmm. and find herself. Yeah. But she also, yeah. What a weird, really like, this is like also one of, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. like a very unimaginably weird patient doctor relationship. Like I still, and we've talked about this before, even like she would have dropped him a long time ago um, in the real world, but she's, just seems, but she's crazy. It just like, seems that it's not effective. It yeah. just seems like they aren't probing anything that yeah. he's not really taking any of yeah. this to heart. That well, there's no real yeah. growth. But yeah, like to go back to your question though, like what is it about all like, that all the women who Tony dates are, like you were saying, like have share these similar qualities. What are those qualities right. that they do share? Or are they that like, is that kind also of like- pretty superficial. Like, yeah, well, I was gonna say like, yeah, are they really the same? Like are, like, are those characters- They're also independent, but not that independent. Yeah. Um, they're also like financially independent, but not that financially independent that they're still mm. kind of reliant Except on for, him. like Irina, she was kind of reliant But on that's him. the very beginning. No, I know. Yeah. But she counts. Yeah. We we haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Irina matters. Don't tell me that Irina doesn't matter. (laughs) But it's, you know, almost everybody since then has kind of fit a type. I think she she fit that also. Okay. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. In some ways. In some ways. In some ways. Yeah. Well, Well, I think that's the thing I'm saying is like, yeah, there's like some ways in which we can kind of see the overlap and like how, like... We can see how it makes Tony well, react. Like about, that's kind of more the similarity is like the way in which Tony responds and reacts how about this, to them. Though too, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just having kind of like a moment with yeah. it. All of those women, another common commonality that they have is that they're psychologically very kind of unsound. Yeah, and that those are inevitably the people who probably would accept Tony's advances and would end up with Tony. You have to because, be you have to be fucked up, and we see it yeah. the most clearly with Juliana. Right, and Tony wouldn't recognize that, but with Juliana, she's messed up, but she actually, in many ways, rejects Tony. She actually does. Yes. She does invite it. I guess Tony is the one who, who shuts it down. But in this episode, she has another opportunity, and she does shut it down, as you would expect, yeah. because Tony's been brutally awful yeah but, but also but also she's able to play it then i think she likes that that tony wants right. and like that's why like she like kind of gets mad at christopher when christopher's saying like she oh, sorry i'm like speaking i'm just have too many thoughts in my head when she's like it's they're making out no it is exciting <laughs> like they're she's making out with christopher and and he says something and about Tony, like Tony has it all or something like that. Mm. And she's like, not everything or something right. really weird. Like, yeah, you're, like you're like, okay, <laughs> like that's like, but that's part of her like game, I think also. Right. Um, her like psychological 
him. Totally. <laughs> she's fucking creepy. Yeah. She's. Wow. Mm hmm. But that, I, I yeah. like I've always liked that part I've always liked that storyline but I've yeah. always kind of looked at it more like the impact on Chris the impact yeah. on Tony I haven't really like considered her that much as more than kind of like a tool right. for those storylines and mm -hmm. that's not giving it enough credit at right. all David Chase is too good for that he doesn't do that right no absolutely um, yeah anyways I just love I just yeah love I love where the season leaves us like I love that that's the choice for this episode last episode it's like a film it's not even yeah. like is it longer is it a longer episode i think it's 60 minutes or something really like hour, okay yeah. yeah i mean they're all like they're all mm -hmm. around there that's if it's 60 minutes that's a little bit longer than yeah and also average, a lot happens like the new york drama happens. yeah it's like a, it's like this a entire film. like plot occurs with juliana and chris that we yeah. weren't even exposed to before oh, we have that scene like the the vertigo music and the over yeah, like the, the two Herman. um yeah. if anyone knows the name of this film technique i don't but when <laughs> the two like the scene of um chris and and juliana like burt like cooking, cooking their drug superimposed yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah like all right but uh, there must be a name for that film technique. i think it is like it's just like a fade into another where you see basically like but it's like a very long is, fade like yeah they're, exactly they're overlapping yeah, for the overlapping. whole time exactly yeah, yeah. anyways mm -hmm. you guys know the scene i'm talking about which yeah. is in the movie theater um and it's it's very like that's very much like an act change or something like that like it's very film-like yeah. as an episode yeah we even have a lot of black and white film being seen in the episode mm -hmm. too right like we have um the uh the Christmas Carol. Right. Right? Yeah. And some other movies some that other I don't movies, know. Yeah. <laughs> and Vertigo, we don't, we, I guess, we've, but, come, we've come yeah. to a decision. We don't read anymore before we do these, so that it's just, it's all us. If you've, if you've stuck it out to 6A with us, then, you know. We, we found that a lot of the things that we've gone to check out, there's a lot of regurgitation of other people's ideas yeah. when we've gone out there. So we're trying to stay And it's hard not to do. That. Like, it is hard, hard. to, like, you yeah. know, not... Because we're very passionate about, like, reading. Yeah. Like, we want to know other people's ideas. That's why, like, yeah. we want people yeah. to email us and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I want to know other people's perspectives. Absolutely. But it is hard to, like, keep your own kind of pure. It's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Even when you're making an effort. Yeah. And, uh, and I know that, actually, the people that I think we respect the most in this little Sopranos community actually have done that. Like, for instance, like, Sopranos Autopsy, I know he makes a note that, like, at that time, nobody was really doing this well, as much. His but stuff But is, he didn't yeah. read AV Club before writing his yeah. because of the ideas there. It's just It's just too easy to... Kind of get those ideas into what yeah. you're saying. Well, so we, we love Sopranos Autopsy. We've yeah, said that before. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, like, there's other great essays and things like that. Out there's there, a lot. You know, yeah, I mean, it goes way beyond just um, the, you know podcast, the internet, the internet yeah. community. There's a lot of academic writings that yeah. are really great. Um, but yeah, it, it is hard. So yeah, we're. I mean, obviously, like we've read them a lot of them before. Yeah. Not not the Sopranos Autopsy weirdly because he's just writing these ones. Yeah, he's now. just doing that right now. So we so. haven't read his six A or six B. And you should too if you haven't already. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. Anyways, amazing. And if you're listening, Sopranos Autopsy, you want to hang out. <laughs> He's definitely not listening. We'll buy you a beer. Yeah. He's not listening. Um, okay. Where were we? <laughs> um, but how yeah. About, how about Kaisha, the title? Yeah. So I think, I mean, it's, it's just fascinating that the title is coming from a non-existent character. Mm -hmm. And I think that there is this deflection aspect. There is this kind of creation of space that can kind of take accountability away from yourself mm -hmm. in different situations that's very relevant to the show on the whole and very relevant to who these characters are at their core, who they've evolved to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? How that links to the Kaisha? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's, I mean, there's a focus, obviously, that we're, our attention is brought to on Kaisha by the name of the episode. Mm -hmm. And Kaisha doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It's like one of these parts of the episode that actually occurs very quickly. It's mentioned one time. It's yeah. mentioned by Christopher. Yep. He said it's yep. a friend of Kaisha. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so, and yet, it's a it's a finale of the season. Yeah. And there's a lot that's happening. So why is our attention brought there? I know. There? I know. And I think that it's a reflection on who these characters are and how they basically manipulate yeah. to kind of get what they want. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I guess. it's it's hard and to it's say. Also, it's, yeah, it's I, like, I like it's it because it's like, like it's loaded with so much more. It also yeah. is loaded into this racial prejudice, this inability yeah. to think outside of your own 
world outside mm-hmm. of your own orbit. Mm-hmm. These, um, yeah, these kind of these, I, these, uh, this prejudice that mm-hmm. can exist and mm-hmm. can kind of impact people and the way that they're living their life. Yeah. I just, th- I think it's very relevant to the episode on the totally. whole. Totally. I don't have like a good theory of my own, mm-hmm. but I definitely agree with you on what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I haven't quite I think like, it's worth wrapped thinking my head. About. I, oh, it's, I, like, yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's like very worth thinking about. I just like haven't had enough time to think about right. it. That's okay. Um, one of the scenes that I really like, and again, it, you know, in some ways it is linked because it's like these, um, I don't know, almost these like shells people wear in order to get through, I don't know, get through life, right? And so like kind of like um, selling yourself in a certain way to appeal to other people. So I think about it when Bobby comes to see Junior mm-hmm. and we haven't seen Junior in a long time, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe have we seen him once this season? Barely. Yeah, we have, but yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I know we've seen him once. Well, this season, I mean, he's all, he's all over in the beginning when he shoots Tony, yeah. but you mean like, yeah, since then. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, And Bobby comes in, like, he obviously, like, loves Junior and whatever, but he can't be, he can't love Junior, right? Like, he can't, because of the implications of that Junior shot Tony and, like, whatever, like, he can't be kind of, like, this lovely part of himself that cares about this old man who he used to take care of. Right. Who, you know, again, like, and with Junior, like, maybe he really just did want to give them... A Christmas gift. Bobby and Karen. He just wanted to give them some money, even well, though Karen's about, dead. Well, Karen's he, dead. Yeah, well, Karen, well, Karen is dead. <laughs> That's true. But oh, like, but that acting in that scene, that writing in that scene, mm-hmm. right, where it does play back and forth on Junior yeah. being, you know, um, like having dementia, but also coming out with these like very real truths yeah. and like very accurate things mm-hmm. about people and the world. I don't know. It's it's so yeah. it's like so well written. It's yeah. ridiculous. And you and you're left questioning, kind of like who is again, like always, kind of like which junior do we kind of believe or we just kind of like have these two juniors right. that are held simultaneously but i think that is like do does anyone really exist like kaisha might as well really exist because mm. she was real enough in that scenario like mm. she was like able to be scapegoated as this right you know lie to right you know bring tony down mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like who like who is anybody it might as well be anyone's name Right, because no one's kind of their true self. Everyone's kind of constrained. I don't know. Mm. For me, also the um, dynamic between Junior and Bobby kind of plays into this power dynamic mm-hmm. as well. The fact that Bobby is giving back the money mm-hmm. just further reinforces that in terms of the power dynamic of the Sopranos family on the whole. Junior is just left at the end of this season with absolutely no power. Mm. Like he has nothing. He can't even send money to people that mm-hmm. he cares about, and that plays into this concept of Christmas gifts mm-hmm. because that actually might be one of the only gifts that we see that actually is caring and comes across as genuine. Mm. And he's not even allowed to do it. It's but actually he, given it back to him. It's actually, yeah. yeah. But then he does use it for manipulation later because he gives it exactly. to the nurse. To be right, like, and that's the yeah. point of yeah. these gifts. I think that, like, yeah, that concept of Like, if you were ever questioning it, then, so then, it, central then to this it kind of solved it for yeah. you. The yeah. other one, too, is Agent Harris and his Christmas oh, gift. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that one, too. Yeah, of telling Tony about um, this threat against yeah. somebody very close to him. Why did he do that? That's a great question. That's a hard one to answer. Agent Harris is complicated. I mean, I think he... That's one where I almost... I want to read it as just a genuine caring for Tony for whatever reason. Yeah. Like over the years of being Around him. Being around him, he doesn't want bad things to happen to him and he kind of helps out in those situations. Yeah. Maybe also like as he deals with terrorism, he just doesn't... It, it just kind of doesn't seem to phase him as much yeah, anymore. It doesn't, doesn't seem as important. Yeah. But I think there there does seem to be like a genuine kind of bond between those two, yeah. even though it's obviously complicated. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a pessimistic reading of that one as well. I know. I'm trying to think of to what be. it could be. Like, again, like even thinking forward into 6B. Like, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want someone to be murdered by the mob. No, I mean, I know? feel like that's a very, actually a very human response, right? Yeah. Like we expect it's people Christmas. to not be human. <laughs> no, but we, like we expect an FBI agent who has worked around a person for X number of yeah. years to not care about them right. as people. Right. Right. We expect people to kind of be callous in those mm. situations. Yeah. And just like let someone die. Right. And we've seen FBI agents in this show be very callous right. like towards adriana for right. example totally right 
um, and usurious and manipulative. Yeah. So it is like so I don't know, but but there's always been some, there's something different about Agent Harris than the other agents. Yeah, he also. always kind of comes across. That so way. I think that is kind of just a, like again on you know, the yeah that actually might be like at least in my read of it the one gift that's not manipulative. Hmm. Yeah. Because I, I can't really like I'm sure I'm I, I'm I'm sure there's theories on it, but at least just from from. My reading. Well, of they it. probably don't want. They also know that if that happens, that violence is going to escalate between the two families, that's true. and that's, yeah, that's not something for that sure. is in Nobody wants that. Yeah. yeah. Although, would he be able to know actually that by telling Tony that that would minimize violence, he wouldn't have been able to predict that he would go to Phil Leotardo and be able to calm things well, down Phil through Leotard- manipulation. Yeah. yeah. You know, by telling him it might make things worse. So that actually, I don't know if that's. Yeah, fair but Tony, to may- give him Tony point. wouldn't have done that at all, right? Like, I think it, it kind of like would have gotten worse. Like at least Tony, I don't know. At yeah, least Tony how would, was acting. How would Agent Harris know. really be able to predict know. how Tony would respond? I don't know. Yeah, it's that's a good question. But yeah. anyways, I do think that's like, um, I like Agent Harris. Yeah, everybody does. He's great. Again, I'll say I always talk about this. If I wish that YouTuber would come back who did mm. characters full story arcs because you could watch Agent Harris's. <laughs> that's probably too bad. Listen. I'm glad you caught that while it was still there. Ah, uh-huh, but I want. I should have <laughs> illegally downloaded them. We've been doing this for a long time now. I saw like the. You know our notification of when we started. It's been. It's going to be a year soon. Oh really? I think we started in August. Yeah. Oh wow. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh man, we didn't. Well, it takes a long time to a do a review of every episode of The Sopranos. I mean, and in some ways, it took us a very short time. There's a fucking shit ton of episodes. <laughs> Goddamn lot of these episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's only 52 weeks in a year. Like that means we were, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, we really went for it. We really went for it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. It's um, cool. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. Don't worry. Yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny, actually. Well, we've, we've talked about this before, but um, often when we watch Sopranos... We get depressed. We get depressed. <laughs> it happens. And there's been a couple things that have been going on recently hmm. where like, we like have had some like pretty like epically deep discussions with mm. people and like there's just been a lot of like mm. like with our like thinking about our own families i'm just right. well, i'm speaking anyone's listening it's my re- <laughs> it's real life um and but we've been thinking a lot of these things and we were kind of like oh we're also watching sopranos like that makes sense why these right. are, these are feeling like really deep and dark That's right existential like, dread I existential crises yes oh That's right. i remember this from let's surround our whole life. life with this yeah i remember having the same issues around the same time when we were watching 6a interesting <laughs> maybe we maybe we need to avoid sopranos for a little while and we see probably if... will after this <laughs> see if our relationships get better yeah <laughs> no yeah. Our, our relations are fine yeah they're doing great yeah <laughs> Sorry for that side yeah. turn. Uh, I have some nice little side notes from my yeah. notes. I have um, I, yeah. yeah, go for it. I have some like longer side notes. Like, longer if that side makes, notes. Let's do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I wanted to talk a, a little bit, and this is maybe just my last thing. Maybe the rest of mine aren't longer. But um, Carmela putting stock in her dreams that Adriana's dead, mm. right? And we forget that these other characters don't know. Mm. I guess we don't know, technically, that Adriana's yeah. dead. We right. We never saw the body, but mm. we know that Adriana is yeah. dead. Um, we forget that the other characters don't know that, yeah. right? Or like they can't assume that of the people that they yeah. love, right? That that could actually be something that they could yeah. do. Um, and it's interesting, but about Carmela and Tony, I think because of the overlap with that and with Big Pussy in mm. season two, because that's how Tony knew that he had to kill. Mm pussy right right like he put a lot of stock in that information that that information that he received in the dream was true right, right. and carmela is doing this i mean again it doesn't it's not long lasting she doesn't follow through on it like tony right. like tony does um she gets, she gets diverted but like she she's like i know that she's dead and like liz laserva knows she's dead yeah. right um so i just thought that that was in terms of like similarities between carmela and tony really interesting and yeah, a lot of char- totally. I mean a lot of characters in this show even Chris talking this episode about the oath like the ceremony and like he's like no this is real stuff like we have a saint card in our blood and yeah whatever right like Chris really that is his higher power really like that's what he really believes in yeah right um yeah we have reference to religion we have you know we have all these we have all these things that are people's higher power um but a lot of our characters put a lot of faith in what dreams tell them definitely 
and it's an interesting frame for it's like we've talked about before it's like a lot of the most pivotal movement of the narrative is through dreams through comes through dreams yep. yeah so anyways i just thought that was an important part of this episode and i'm glad we kind of ended on that yeah because we start off kind of in a dream also yeah. right with tony i mean I, right. sorry like I'm, I'm neglecting even like tony's experience as kevin finnerty yeah. that's also very real to yeah. him right and we see that when he yeah. talks to phil but we that actually, this is something that's very real to him we like ha- he yeah. th- he went somewhere right totally. and i believe him when he says that that he that that's how he feels he right he he's grappling with that yeah absolutely and he has he doesn't just blow it off as some kind of coma yeah yeah or whatever and interestingly i find that tony maybe is having less dream experiences than he used to in the show Mm. after he comes back from the coma i can't really think of many examples of where he's interpreting information from dreams and letting it move him forward it's almost for me like he's kind of closed himself off and now he's weaponizing Mm. it against others Mm. like he's just living his life and he's not even reflecting in the same way that he used to no he's not yeah so that's something to think about yeah interesting um my favorite note, I'll just, this is really quick. My okay. favorite note of all my notes that, <laughs> yeah. I, that I took, I did one note um, that just says, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had one that I thought for a second said, Tony Bennett. But it actually says, Tony Beret. No, oh, Tony Beret. What do, you, do you want to talk about that? I mean, he looks very silly in that <laughs> Good point. Um, and why would Carmela even get him that from France? It's a joke. <laughs> it's like a dare. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you to wear this very silly hat. <laughs> Pretty much. I think that's it. I love the passage of time. Like, actually, oh, yeah. the way that we get it at the beginning, like the turkey, Elizabeth Laserva, this conversation about the Salvation Army, how Adriana always gave money for Thanksgiving. Like, they, it's just really like kind of slick ways of letting us know what, where we are, yeah. when we are. Um, um, I like the flashback of. Chris and Juliana and how they met because we we wonder mm. we wonder that at the beginning we're like how do they know yeah, each other right totally. like I guess they saw each other in front of Satrials right. like but we're like is that how they know each other yeah. and then we get yeah. the backstory that Seems they like met a stretch it. yeah yeah like but you're like huh like how did that possibly happen and then you get to see it and I often don't really like flashbacks like that mm. I like it I like it in the Chris Chris, Chris in telling this, Tony yeah. about Adriana I like that mm-hmm. one this one I also like yeah um. Because I because I like the no, the show. no 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 no. Um, I but, like when Lil Carmine uses the word expired instead of transpired. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah, he's so smart. Mm-hmm. Super smart. I like speaking about passage of time too. The progression for Christopher and Juliana of their use of drugs. Mm-hmm. A lot is kind of left unspoken. Well, she's like, "Go get this tea." The yeah, like they're co- tea yeah, like she's whatever. coughing. He's like, "I'm gonna go get the over-the-counter stuff." Yeah. And she's like, "No, don't do it." So we start kind of there, or actually we start before, where they're yeah. actually like seriously working on yeah. themselves to yeah. to not I know. go back to what they were doing. But then it's like, let's get this Valerian tea. Let's get like eight to ten of them from the health food store. And then it's from the same family. And then yeah. the next thing we see is them in a car with drugs and yeah. they're heating it up. So yeah, it know. just kind of progresses from there. It's really... It's such a journey in this episode. <sighs> yeah. It like, yeah, it makes my stomach hurt. Um... It's just like, like I mean, Michael Imperioli is just one of the most spectacular actors I've ever seen. I agree. It's crazy. We were talking about that scene where he comes out of the car, sees Tony, kind of does a double take. Yeah, but then knows he has to act normal. But is also acting like he's high. It's incredible. It's a lot going on. So good. So believable. Yeah, it's on all fronts. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um. I also just like I want to talk just briefly about AJ. That was one of my Let's little talk about longer AJ. Yeah. ones, and his yeah, relationship we even with touched AJ. I know it's a long one, but um, that's good. We that's why, that's why I wanted to like think what we were going to talk about. Right. Like, I was like, this is a, there's a lot in here. Yeah, there is. Um, but uh, AJ, yeah, like this relationship with with <laughs> Blanca. Um, we really see how AJ is not his father in this mm-hmm. episode. And I think like that's one of those questions mm. we've been dealing with a lot this a season. Point. Right? And we see it like we see it with him, his problem solving skills, I'll put them that way, of the giving you know, bike. of giving his bike away, right? Like he's not 
I mean, he's not strong enough to take on those three guys, but he's also like not violent enough to like mm-hmm. have that be his nature. That's not right. his nature. Um, we see it when um, Blanca has the necklace on at Christmas time, mm-hmm. and Polly's like, "That's a nice bagatelle yeah. or whatever." And Christopher's like, oh, that's a nice piece. Like, where'd you get it? Yeah. And AJ's like, the mall, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you know, like he went and he spent his money that yeah. he makes working construction. Right. So he actually, like, I was talking about last episode, like that scene with Tony and AJ when Tony gets him the job working construction, yeah. that like he wants this, like, this life for AJ. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, it's a simple life, but it's not. Right. The life that Tony right. has. So, you know, like, he's not ever going to be as rich as Tony or as right. whatever. Like, um, but Tony kind of wants that for him. Like, being a patio salesman. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like he wa- that's what he would have right. liked in his life. Yeah. Um, and we actually see, I think, like, he's actually, like, really good with this woman's kid. And, mm. like, you know, like, I'm not, again, I'm not saying what happens in this, whatever, yeah. in this story. But, like... You kind of have this like, oh, like maybe AJ, you know, he's not racist like his mom and dad. Right. Right. Like That's the other thing too. Like um, they seem to be like, they should be happy with how AJ is doing. And well, yet, exactly. they're already getting that's diverted what they, that's by these what like they racial wanted for him. And then yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing that's really fascinating about it. Like it's so easy for them to fall off course, even yeah. though AJ does actually seem to be one of the only characters who's doing better at the end yeah. of the season. Yeah. I know. I who's know. actually maybe potentially had some growth. Yeah. Because think about where he was earlier in the season, like buying bottles of Cristal and yeah, like he's kind of like settled about, into yeah. a life, like knife again, fights at yeah. Blockbuster, <laughs> stealing stuff from Blockbuster. Yeah, and she probably would be a good influence on him. Yeah. Yeah. And All she and she gets stuff out of it too, you know. Right. Like I said before, manipulation. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I just thought that was like a really interesting place to leave us with with AJ as yeah. well, and like really again, like I said, like pointing out those ways in which he's different. Absolutely, yeah. No, and I think it's it's yeah. important to think about him yeah. in this episode. I think it's important to think about Meadow too, even yeah. though she's not here. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about well, we're we're gonna come back and do our six A six A overview, so we won't get Recap. too much into uh, the overarching themes of the season because we'll do mm-hmm. that. It's gonna be so hard. This season took us so long to do. <laughs> it's gonna be hard to remember back to the first part okay. of the season. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. Oh. <laughs> Also, I don't know. I just like just to go back to AJ mm-hmm. for one second. I I think she's faking her orgasms. Right. Yeah. Is AJ really that good? Yeah. No. Maybe she definitely. He's but she wants to make him feel that way. I think. Like. I think that was because it focuses so much on her face. Mm. And I think like that's or, a manipulation. It's just American TV. <laughs> it's sexy. <laughs> we just wanted to see that AJ. But it is the AJ having idea. sex. We just needed that. That would be like David Chase to take that scene and like imbue like secret meaning in it. Yeah. And, like, a reflection of like her psyche and her manipulation. I think it totally is. It's amazing. I think it totally. <laughs> really, you don't think it is? You think it's, if it's gratuitous? Written, if it's written, you think it's no, a gratuitous I, sex scene? I think you're right, and that's amazing. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. You, you just, just couldn't focus on it. Just, you just thought it was so sexy. <laughs> so sexy. You couldn't focus on I've, the deeper I've been waiting meaning. for AJ. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you have. Yeah. That's that's interesting, though, because like it's there's also like another level to that of just kind of like messing with the kind of like standard scene like that that we have totally. in American TD, TV and how it is meaningless. TD. TD. <laughs> <laughs> um, how they're completely meaningless. It is gratuitous. Yeah. It is just kind of thrown in. And yet you can actually read that one scene for deeper meaning, much like you can read every scene in The Sopranos. Right, in the Bada Bang, you can read all those scenes too. Yeah. Just because there's naked bodies in them doesn't mean they're less meaningful. Yeah. It's like Bogdanovich said, the director yeah. who plays uh, Elliot Kupferberg in the show, it's like every every scene in this show has a deeper meaning yeah. and that's what makes it yeah. one of the great art, art pieces of the yeah. medium. Totally. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Those are my stray thoughts. Yeah, me too. Tony. I'm good. Tony. <laughs> I'm glad I got that one out there. Tony Bennett. Tony. <laughs> uh, um, what do you think about the last song? How it ends with the last song there. Oh, you know what? What, what even was it? I, I didn't even write it down. I don't <laughs> we don't know. I, was, I thought you would know. Anyways, all right. Well, that's okay then. I didn't even, We're good. Was it, was it Tony Bennett? <laughs> I don't think so, but that would be very... Oh, right. No, it's Tony Beret. Tony Beret. <laughs> <That's laughs> <right. laughs> 
Anyway, okay, we got to end so, this one. I was so overwhelmed with all the things that were happening in this I know. This we episode, were jotting notes down frantically Jotting at the notes end. frantically that it's like just trying to keep track of everything that's happening in on another, the surface and under yeah. the surface. In another yeah. nine episodes, mm-hmm. we'll be able to watch TV like normal people again. Or we'll just not watch TV anymore. I feel like that's more like... I think like, we're like, done. Yeah. I think we might be done. We'll yeah. watch other things. This might be it. Yeah. I don't know. We might just sell our, sell our TV. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I, like doing, I like doing things intensely, by the way, for those Jeez. of you who don't know that's me. An <laughs> like, <laughs> that's an understatement. Like, yeah, like, make a podcast about The Sopranos. It's great. Yeah, in, in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, tune in for our 6A Recap. overview. Yeah. We'll be back soon. Bye.